following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. It's the Memorial Day sale at Mattress Firm. This Friday through Monday, get a $99 Beautyrest Queen mattress. Or Saturday only, hurry in to get our Doorbuster, a free purple pillow with select mattress purchase. And get a king for the price of a queen and a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $499. Hurry in. These deals end Monday. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Doorbuster available while supplies last. $99 mattress available in-store only. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For all the details, visit mattressfirm.com. A successful date might mean realizing we're not compatible. And so I say date to be known, not to be liked. Date to figure out if we're compatible. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Natalie Eva Marie Show. I am Natalie Eva Marie, and this is my amazing, handsome co-host, John McCoyle. That's my, right. It's my podcast voice. That is your podcast voice. But you guys, I'm really, really excited for you to hear this episode because we have the amazing Dr. Chris Donahue on today. And that's right. We're diving into sex and relationships. But I'm telling you a little bit about Dr. Chris Donahue. His credentials are amazing, especially yeah. his educational credentials. Jeez, man, this guy's been it's, working hard since, since he's 17 years old in <laughs> academia. It's crazy. It's pretty phenomenal. And he's super young. He's a young guy. I know. I, he I has didn't like ask a double him doctorate. It's unbelievable. I know. I didn't ask his age, damn it. But he is. he looks ridiculously young. Yeah, I know. Considering all of his credentials. Totally. It's crazy. But just to give you a few, Dr. Chris Donahue is an international lecturer, therapist, and educator. Dr. Donahue is the director of clinical education of the Sexual Health Alliance and the host of the relaunched Loveline. I'm sure you guys, anybody that's listening, knows Loveline. I mean, that brings me back for sure, which is a nightly radio show and co-host of the Amber Rose Show with Dr. Chris podcast. And he's a frequent co-host on the Doctor's TV show. That's just to name, like, just a few. And he's got a PhD, an LCSW, and a CST. This guy is overeducated. Completely. And he runs his own practice out in L.A. So he is doing a million things, and he has a brand new book that just dropped yesterday. Yesterday. Um, called Rebel Love, and it's absolutely amazing we it, got a little sneak peek of it, and I'm telling you guys, this book is kick-ass. And we dive into it. This entire conversation is all about the book and just healthy relationships, sex advice. Sex, 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 and more sex here on the Natalie Even Marie Show on Podcast One. We're talking sex. Way to go, Jonathan. You just, you just dirtied up the sheets. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, hey, thanks thanks for got, that. I got to um, get those listeners in. Thanks for that amazing uh lead in there jonathan <laughs> but you guys i can't wait for you to listen to this because it's super informative and very educational and this book is something that i've never it's definitely one of a kind and definitely something everyone should read that's for damn sure yes so it's rebel love and without further ado let's get into it with dr donahue Dr. Chris Donahue. I am so excited. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is like, this is my favorite topic. I mean, who doesn't like talking about relationships and sex? I built a whole career on it. That's all I do. Literally all I do. In my office, on my podcast, my radio show, my book, sex, sex, relationships, relationships. I love it. Before we begin, 
give everybody your socials. Oh yeah, so okay. They can find you. So my Instagram is at Dr. Donahue, and my Twitter is at Chris Donahue. Perfect. And we're gonna just dive right into this beast because you have a book coming out. Yes, Rebel um, Love. Rebel Love. I mean, the title is I know, amazing. I like the name already. So, what made you want to write this book? Uh, that's actually a good question. I haven't been asked that before, shockingly. Um, so, Boom. point yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Such a big, big, obvious question. It's so profound, though. Um, long story short, I guess I travel the country lecturing, uh, do a lot of media, have a clinical practice, and I, I assumed that at this point we figured it all out, but I'm constantly reminded that there's still some really basic things that people are stumbling over. And a lot of the dating books and self-help books, I think, are written by people that actually don't understand sex or relationships or eat, aren't even having it anymore, right? I mean, I right. say that lovingly, but you yeah. look at their picture and you're like, you're not having sex. <laughs> um, or it's just really outdated information that's not relevant to people in the 21st century. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think people, it's very, I don't know, I guess going with the times because we do live in like such a social media era and like yeah. now you're on love line, right? Yeah. And I feel, I mean, that has, do you feel pressure because you're five year legacy right if i mess this thing up exactly <laughs> that's doctor I listen to that when i was 15 years old yeah it was on k-rock up in the bay area and every night man that's uh i probably it was probably one of the actually all jokes joking aside it was probably one of the most beneficial resources for me in my teenage years to learn actually about sex in a I guess non-biased type of way. Yeah, and that's all you had. Yeah. We didn't yeah. have the internet. That's back it. Then. That's At literally all, right? it. Yeah, yeah. And I even remember watching, being like, feeling like, oh, like I probably shouldn't be like doing this. Oh yeah, no, I had to sneak. <laughs> it felt a little sure. dirty. Yeah, no, yeah, a little educated and a little dirty. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Because that was really the only besides you know girlfriend talk yeah, yeah. or like learning it from you know your friends or whatever. Yeah, friends, the worst. A bunch of other fifteen-year-old boys. <laughs> great girls who stole yeah, yeah. a porn mag or like totally. an under underwear catalog yeah, yeah, yeah. totally yeah. that's all we had so do you yeah. feel pressure because you are now giving advice no not at all yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> every day every day every day my entire career is like giving people advice so i work really hard to make sure that i have a firm grasp on what's going on and so it's really important that i'm kind of out there engaging in everything i have to understand online dating so i can really talk about that mm -hmm. i have to understand like all these new words like thruple you know what a thruple is no what idea is so yeah. this is what i love when i have a co-host and i'll drop these words so thruple is like three people in a relationship three people what? in a fully committed monogamous Stop relationship it. yeah so we have terms like that and then we have people that are like non-binary sexually fluid so it's like well what is that what's a demisexual what is solo sexuality <laughs> you know no so all these new things that are emerging and so these are the kinds of things i have to be aware of so it's all in the book it's like sex positive body positive wait a minute let's go back to <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like a glossary what, yeah what is that word again <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Um, the thruple? Thruple. Now, people are really like doing this? Yes. And having, yeah. and are they successful? It's it, difficult. It's difficult. We don't have role models. Uh, there's going to be a time that the millennials are doing it correct. They're not really doing relationships in the way that we do it, right? Mm -hmm. They're not really doing monogamy. They're not choosing sexual orientations. I mean, one of the most profound things about the book was a huge study was done, and it said that 56% of the millennials do not identify as heterosexual. They're not identifying as gay, but they don't like the word hetero. It's a little too confining for them. They're a little more questioning. They're a little more fluid. They're a little more open. Um, and so I wanted to write something that kind of spoke to that. And so, yeah, the 
younger generations are dating multiple people at once. They're dating guys and girls at the same time. They're not feeling trapped in these labels. And so it's going to get easier because they're going to be practicing and they're going to be going to high school and they're going to be dating multiple people at the same time. We went to high school. You didn't do that. No. We went to prom with what? One person? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. That's yeah. changing. Yeah. You know, so this is, this is what the kids are doing. What is the demi- Demisexual. What does that mean? So it's pretty basic, actually. It's not that revolutionary. It's someone who uh, doesn't essentially have sexual traction from the door. They have to build more of a, a relational-based um, connection, and then mm. sexual arousal kind of grows from that. Oh. Yeah. I don't operate that way. I need, like, sexual right from the door. Okay. Yeah. Now, <laughs> do you mean as in, like, from... Yes. Just attraction yes. purposes. Yes. So you need to. Okay. I mean, I feel like that makes sense. I feel like yeah. that is kind of. I feel like that's pretty much. I mean, for me, at the standard, like how I don't care how great of a personality someone has if I'm not sexually attracted to them. What's the. Yeah. But great then friend. I also understand. We can be buddies. We can hang out. But I also understand meeting somebody being like, they're good looking. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And then you actually get to know them and then you're like, oh, you're hot. Yeah, that's kind of more what it is, right? Like okay. you'll notice that they're yeah, that attractive, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, might yeah. not have like a sexual like a, arousal. Uh, like or, yeah, 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 almost yeah. like you feel asexual. Okay. And then mm. slowly it starts to kind of emerge. So that's in there. Mm. And then there's also, I talk a little bit about solo sexuality, which mm. is kind of a new term where there are some people that are more geared towards masturbation. And that's more about their sexuality. And they're not necessarily wanting sex with a partner. Mm. And that's something that comes into my office. Whereas usually a woman will say, you know, I don't have sex a lot with my husband, but he has this really rich solo sex life. And I'm like, yes, he's more geared towards that. And mm. so we have to work on what does that mean for you? And what does that mean? Like in the sense of like, is that bad? No, nope, just different. Just different. I mean, that's what the whole book is about. It's about normalizing differences and mm-hmm. not saying that they're disorders or things that need to be fixed. It's just different. It's creative. See, I like that because yeah. I also feel that, I mean, a lot of people think sex is, um, I don't want to say bad, but if something is not, I guess, the norm, yeah. then yeah. It's, they don't want to talk about it yeah. or they're embarrassed or it's all of a sudden whether it's like previous i mean a lot of people have like bad experiences with sex which like turns them off completely oh yeah but especially women totally with men that either don't know how to get them off or don't care about getting them off or just focus on themselves or took advantage of them or sexually assaulted them right and that's what's so heartbreaking Mm -hmm. we're working really hard on changing that and that's a big part of my book as well is just really speaking to the guys and being like guys it's on our shoulders to stop sexual assault and female sexual harassment because we do it Mm -hmm. they they don't need to stop it they're not the problem we are and so i'm like from dude to dude i'm like knock it the fuck off for sure i couldn't we were actually just uh, on a very extreme level we were talking about just that so driving up to Northern California. It's a, about an eight-hour drive. So we were listening to a recent, I guess, like a book-type podcast on the Golden State Killer, who was obviously a serial rapist. Wait, are you guys all about murder stuff? Love it. Oh I love God, it. Me too. Okay, okay. continue. I'm already in. So that was one just mind mess up yeah. the whole way. Then on the way down, we decided, hey, why not? Let's get Another a book one. on Ted Bundy, right? And he's obviously one of the most prolif- prolific serial killers and rapists in American history. But... To bring it back around, we were sitting in the car, and I remember looking at Natalie and was like, you know what's crazy? I get the frustration from women towards men. Sometimes it comes across where it's a little bit like heavy-handed, but imagine living your life from the age of a young girl up to a woman, and it is a distinct possibility that you are worried about when you're walking to your car in a parking lot that you could be kidnapped and raped. Yes. That is something that guys do not – once you get past what – Let's say 14, 15, you're not really worried about being kidnapped or, I guess, sexually assaulted. Women have to live with that their entire life. And it's mind-boggling that that's something that 
is even I guess it's, it's something that guys generally just don't even have in the back of their head that women have in the back of their head all the time. Yep. Let alone, as I'm sure you know, um, the chances of being sexually assaulted, it's like 90% someone that you know. Oh, yeah. Every single woman I've ever spoken to has had some on the continuum from minor to major has some experience yeah. and usually multiple ones. I mean, a really heavy story for me was every year um, I speak at the Slut Walk and it's about female sexual empowerment. It raises money for sexual assault victims. And it's this uh, big thing downtown. 20,000 people come out and at uh, Pershing Square downtown. 20,000 people, women are wearing whatever they want, mm-hmm. uh, sexuality in full blast, all different bodies, scantily clad. It's really powerful. Okay, me and two of my female friends, we were two blocks away from that, walking to an Uber. In a two-block walk, each of the females with me had two different dudes say inappropriate things and grab them in a two-block walk. I believe it, man. The juxtaposition of having been at Slut Walk and then that was what reminds me all the time that like dudes have to step in and, and like shut this stuff down. Well, and completely. And change, obviously, that's what you're doing with your book, switching, flipping the script, totally. changing the narrative, yeah, totally. really educating people on there's just so many levels and to push through whatever issue that you have from past so that it doesn't hinder your future. Totally. That, and I want everyone to feel really confident in whatever their sexuality is or their gender or their sexual orientation or whatever kink they're into. Because like you were saying a minute ago, uh, people do think sex is bad. One of the most powerful things people come into my office, whether they say it like this or not, the number one question is, am I normal? Yeah, I get you. Is it okay that I'm into dot, dot, dot? And like I said, 56% of the millennials aren't even calling themselves hetero. You know, they want to have like room to be sexually supported. That's kind of my story. Like I'm sexually fluid. I've dated and have sex with men, women, and trans individuals. Um, I've done a lot of work on myself to not feel uh, trapped in masculinity and to be able to do that. But think about like how well, many- for anyone that is, you look like a doodly yeah. dude. <laughs> yes. so, any, so anyone that hasn't jumped on, hasn't jumped on social media, yeah. jump on social media right now because you would, you would hear that statement and think, oh, maybe like an effeminate kind right. of guy. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a guy's guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tatted up, tatted up, good looking. Yeah, the whole deal. Thank you. So I actually love that about you because just from a superficial, like instant glance, I would not assume or think that. I would just think normal, like badass dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's why it's important that I kind of model. I agree. Totally. So important because I don't want people. Yeah, I'm just trying. It's all about liberation and normalization. So that's what the book is about. I mean, it's quite punchy, though. It's. I, I was curious. Like, I know you skimmed it a little bit, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to quiz you. Yeah, although yeah, I secretly yeah. want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but did anything f- scare you or freak you out? Did you do anything where you're like, whoa? The first chapter, I don't want to butcher it, but it was basically like, hey, the rules are all BS. Yeah. yeah. And totally. I was like, ooh, I need to read this right now. Yeah. So that, to me, I think was probably, I guess, I guess yeah, scary. That could be scary because the idea of not having rules then uh, implies there is disorder, right? Yep. There is no order. And if there's totally. no order, then it's chaos. And then we just have sexual chaos going around. And what... What happened to society? Because we follow the rules. Like, it's shocking. I watch shows like The Bachelor, Mm. and everyone's following the same rules, and they foul us up because they're all about not being authentic. And Mm. everything we do when we're dating someone is either uh, a game-playing manipulation or we're being vulnerable and we're being authentic. And I say to people, when in doubt, be vulnerable and authentic. How soon should you text someone after the first date? As soon as you fucking want. Is there such a thing as texting too much? No. Text as much as you like and see if it's compatible. For me, I will text you. I say this jokingly, but I'm dead serious. If I like you, I will text you every hour on the hour, and I'll be like, what are you doing now? How about now? Send a picture. What about now? What about now? I like a lot of closeness. And if that doesn't work for you, cool. We're not compatible. I like that because when we first started dating- Here it goes. Get real. mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, Call I, might as well, I have a doctor sitting in front of me. Call so, it you know out. Let's I mean? go there. Let's go there. <laughs> when we first started, I mean, I have my own little like set of rules that I want to do because that's what I think. That's kind of how I was raised. Of course. I mean, I'm the youngest of all boys, oh, so it was man. like in like in my head yeah. mm-hmm. a certain way to be when you're with or you're going on dates or whatever. So I was very much not. He had always send out like the first text or something like that and then i made sure like i needed to wait oh god a specific amount of time how long did you wait i didn't wait that long no a while though because you tried every single time (laughs) that we were together i'm I'm also like i i subscribe to that your theory on that right where it's like listen because once i hit about 30 30 31 i kind of realized in just an organic way exactly what your theory is on that or your i guess your your credo is that I am who I am, and I can fake and be who you want me to be, but that can only last for a certain amount of time. Right. And at a certain period of time, that's going to fall away, and I'm going to be me again. So I'd be better off being me right up at front. And if you don't like that, it's no, it's not an insult to me. It's not an insult to you. It's just we're not compatible. Yes. And I can find someone that I'm compatible with, and when I'm compatible with someone and able to be myself and they're able to be themselves, then it's an amazing relationship. But what made you confident? Enough to be able to do that because that's not what people typically do. So really it was just basically being humbled, getting my ass kicked so much, right? I'd be in relationships and then it would go south. And then I would kind of do some reevaluation as to, well, I was very manipulative or I was very like play the game or wouldn't call and all this kind of nonsense. Um, And then I noticed that later on in my life, I didn't want to deal with with that BS. Or, Or I would find someone that I really liked and I would basically mold myself towards them. Yep. And then after six months, seven months, eight months. The real you shows up. Yeah. And then they didn't like that. That's and then right. I would like, oh, the knife in the heart, right? When really it shouldn't even be a knife in the heart. That person's an awesome person. I'm an awesome person. We just have major differences. And if anything, I was being deceptive towards them. Totally. Totally. So, that yeah. is the basis of all of it, though, is we go on a date trying to be liked. And yeah. so we go yes. there and we're like, I have to be liked. I have yes. to get them. What do I have to do and say? How do I have to show up mm-hmm. when I say them? That's the wrong way. A successful date might mean realizing we're not compatible. And so I say date to be known, not to be liked. Date to figure out if we're compatible. Yeah. And so I don't I don't set up dates that aren't authentic to who I am. Like, I'm not going to put on a fucking suit and take you out to a fancy dinner. I don't roll like that. But I might take us to the beach mm-hmm. and we'll get something to eat and we'll walk around barefoot and we'll watch the sunset or like whatever it is. I do romantic shit, but it's... A, you know, it's more aligned with like what kind of person I yeah. am, things like that. It's the Memorial Day sale at Mattress Firm. This Friday through Monday, get a $99 Beautyrest Queen mattress. Or Saturday only, hurry in to get our Doorbuster, a free purple pillow with select mattress purchase. And get a king for the price of a queen and a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $499. Hurry in. These deals end Monday. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Doorbuster available while supplies last. $99 mattress available in-store only. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For all of details, visit mattressfirm.com. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Before we get back to the show, I have to give out a massive shout out to FabFitFun. You guys know I love my FabFitFun box. And I love stealing lotion from your FabFitFun box. Every single season they send one and every single season I steal some lotion that I like. 
Yeah, that is very true. But you guys, for those who don't know what a FabFitFun box is, it is a seasonal subscription box with full size. You guys, full size. None of those chintzy little travel things. That's right. Full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products, and it retails at $49.99, but the value is over $250, which is insane. Plus, you guys know I hook you up, so if you use the code EVA, E-V-A, you get to save $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. The winter box is available now, so sign up before they all sell out. Because you do not want to miss this box. It's anywhere from skincare from Glam Glow, Kate Somerville. Jonathan, what's your favorite lotion? (laughs) The anthropology lotion that I'm literally wearing right now that I stole immediately. Yes. Fashion items from Vince Camuto, Bear Paw, Free People, Michael Stars, and Miley. There's just so many. You guys, trust me. That throw, my mom literally loves it. She hits me up like daily being like, I love that throw that you guys got me in my box. I know. And the best part is that it is a seasonal box. So all of a sudden, three months go by, and then it's like Christmas all over again, and you get a brand new box. So... The winter box is still available, so you guys check out fabfitfun.com. Use the code EVA so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, treat yourself at fabfitfun.com and use the code EVA. That's beautiful. So when you guys met, were you already like in your career? Were you like celebrity no, stuff yet? No. Oh, okay. Which in for my personality type, because I'm like such, I have such an addictive personality. Mm. I'm like, thank you God that I met him prior to anything that I got into. Just strictly one. Um, who knows if I would have met him? Right. Um, and two, it was a good time because both him and I were on the same exact level in the sense of like. I was super broke. Mm-hmm. He was super broke. And we just had all of these like kind of dreams and aspirations and desires. Oh, so mm-hmm. that when we were to come together, we would just, you know, kind of talk about hopefully someday this, this, you know, that kind of like, the I dream. guess, the dream. The shared dream. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I was a bottle service chick, you know, like, you know, doing the whole auditions during the day and then, you know, working in the, in the evening. And he was working at Blizzard Entertainment, which is actually a, a good job. Mm-hmm. Um but he had, you know, gone through a lot of other things prior to that, which was really good for his character. Big time. Yeah, nothing. Because <laughs> Jonathan thought that he was that. like the motherfucking <laughs> yeah. shit at one point. You got, you got your ass humbled. Yeah. Humbled big time. Beautiful. Yeah. But it's beautiful again that, you know, you, you took it in. Yeah. And I love that you let it transform you. A lot of people don't. Yeah. They get hardened by it mm. or, you know, something like that. So well That's done. Thank you. Yeah. And then from there, what I have to commend Jonathan is when we met, he definitely went full steam ahead like he did not play a game he did not do the kind of like mm, hot cold type vibe where i was like is he oh yeah are you feeling me like what's really going on he was super like i want to be with you this is what's up uh i want to marry you type thing yeah like immediately balls the wall with her big time which i liked for my person like it like you said, totally. it worked for me. Like, but also gave her an out. Like, listen, this is where my head's at. This is what I, I want to do. I'm treating you this way. I don't want 
like we're not going to do the whole like yeah I'm going to basically treat you like my girlfriend but we're going to just say we're friends. Yeah. Like you if you want to be my girlfriend let's date let's be boyfriend girlfriend. If you don't that's totally fine. I get that I coming across very very strong and yeah. very upfront and if that's not something that you are into I totally understand it. We can be cool. Yeah. Like I get it. Cuz here's another little gem from the book. Interested people like signs of interest. And so that's the beautiful thing is like if someone's into you, there's no such thing as too much or too soon. I agree with you on that 100%. I and I try to my people too. Like if you're going to play it cool and you're going to like let's say hit someone up on a Monday and then go silent till like Thursday, <laughs> someone else might have been texting them all day every day in between that. Yes. And you missed out just on those three days that went by. I could not agree more. That's I, my story. Yeah. Like you better stay close. You're going to lose it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Not only that, but it's also I like how you, like first dates are always – we talk about it now because we're married. We're like, mm. God, thank God we're not out there <laughs> oh. because it's literally like interviews. Yep. Yeah. And it's not real. Nope. Every person that you go on a date with, you're putting your best foot forward and you're not really that person. Little bits. Yeah. But it, like you said, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's very, very, it, it's an interesting game. Like, so I'm very relationally minded and I just came out of an engagement that ended a year ago. So I'm oh, single wow. again. It's a very long, dark, heavy story. It's quite sad. <laughs> um, but, uh, and even with me being, and I like to see that, say that I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a good person and I'm interested in, in dating. Nonetheless, there'll be times where maybe I have like five or seven people that I'm talking to because online I date online mm -hmm. part of that, just learning and, you know, being better able to talk about and write about it, but I do. And there's so many people that, yeah, it's like a numbers game. And when you're talking to five or seven really great people, yep. that's too many. Yeah. It's overwhelming. For sure. It's not fair either. It's funny because I was in the same boat. When I met her, I was probably talking to maybe five to six different different people. And See, she's like, the fuck? Well, yeah. no, but, but here's the thing, right? And this is something, and maybe, I don't know, you can tell me if this is, if if you kind of think this is the, the correct way to think or if it's just one of those things. It's, it depends on the person. I was like, my thought process was this. If I'm talking to seven different people, I'm clearly not that interested in those seven different people. And I met her, and I was laser focused. Mm. So essentially, I was like, I'm gonna have to be Cortez and just burn the, the ships behind me because if they're for me, my personality type, if I'm focused on her, but then I always have in my back of my mind, I got these like backups, right? Then when let's say there's a bump in the road or some kind of uh, you know adversity, or it's not just all like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. bounce. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So that, that yeah. was you don't need process. to stick around and deal with it. You got you got three others. Yeah. A hundred percent agree with you. So I just burned hundred percent. I was like, listen, totally. I'm in a relationship. I can't talk to you anymore. And obviously, it didn't go off very well with some of them. I totally get why it was my bad. Um, but I felt like for me, that was the only way that I could actually pursue a relationship that I was really interested in taking to a relationship level without always having that kind of. I guess a parachute escape maybe? route. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you can't build intimacy with that many people at the same time. And so I fully wholeheartedly agree with that. And that's why like, you know, I'm trying to direct my energies to one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, that's well, where yeah. I have a question. So sure. with this more millennial phase or craze sure. or what's going on is, so you have these people that are now in the, I don't even, I can't remember the three, the three, <laughs> the thruple, the thruple, <laughs> not a couple, but a thruple. Okay. The thruple. <laughs> Now, do you, how, I get, how am I, I mean, that's it right there. You know, what? In, the, yeah. in the sense, like, I get it yeah. where you want to like have, you know, uh, everybody having sex. Sure. I get that part sure, for sure. sure. Right. Hands down. But what about a Friday breezy. night on a date, right? 
Right. Yeah, you, so you got to like, find a movie all like. Or an argument. <laughs> and not, right. So, like, are they in an actual relationship or is it yeah. just a sexual relationship? In theory, it's an actual relationship with equal power. Uh, but, you know, also, so it's very difficult. It's, it's, we're figuring it all out. There's also a lot of less uh, true monogamy where there are people that are mm. just two people, but they're doing more, a lot of open styles um, where you can casually have sex with a lot of other people. So that's coming into my office a lot. Also, even people in like our generation that are wanting to try polyamory, it's a lot of women that are actually coming and asking for that. What is that? Uh, where they want to have multiple committed relationships, but they're all separate. So for instance, if you guys are polyamorous, you have your relationship, but you each also have secondary relationships outside of each other that are also committed, true relationships. Yeah. So you'd have like two true boyfriends or three true husbands. See, how, married, but... how would that dynamic work? A schedule, a really good calendar. Totally. I would not have the patience for that. <sighs> a real good calendar. And the way they the way that they'd explain it is, I want more love in my life, and and whatever my one partner can't give me, I find other people that can kind of supplement that, and together we just you know look, our you know I think monogamy is awesome. I never slam monogamy. It's one of my more preferred uh, methods for myself, even though I've tried all different dynamics. Yeah. I prefer monogamy. I'm from that generation, but um, the failure rate is like 60%-ish, mm. a little bit more. It's mm-hmm. not working. So it's really honest for some people to say, instead of me struggling and feel like something's wrong with me, monogamy is really hard to do. Some of these people are like, let me just own it and say, I don't want to do it. I love you, I'll marry you, let's have kids, but I'm going to also let you know, honestly and openly, when I travel, I'm going to have sex with random people. But it's just sex. So there's that too. But I think that bounces back <laughs> to the compatibility, right? I feel like if people are open and honest and upfront about what they what they yeah right sure yeah then then it's then it, I feel like it's okay because That's then what, the person yes. makes the choice that they're okay with that right whereas the I guess the I guess the old school way is that the guy knows that he's a I guess a quote unquote dirty dog right yeah and then he gets married because he's supposed to get married and then he's cheating on his wife left and right. And then that can come out and that devastates the wife. It devastates totally. the kids. But it's also a problem with people that delay sex too long. And they assume like, if I love you enough and you're hot enough and we build a great enough life, sex will just kind of work itself out and it doesn't. And so that's why I tell people have sex sooner than later because you want to know if that's compatible if you're even going to think about monogamy. Otherwise, you end up in my office and you're like, oh, my wife and my husband are super hot. We love each other. Sex is horrible. Fix it, doctor. And I'm like, I cannot make something there that isn't. I can help you make it better. But if it's not there, it's not there. And so I tell people like, please, no commitments until sex has been figured out. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. That's why I have sex sooner than later. I'm like, I want to I wanna know that that's there. And also, like, yeah, like me and you go on a date, <clears throat> you can only learn so much about me through coffee. Right. Mm-hmm. We have sex. You're going to learn about my body esteem, my self-esteem, my sexual interests, how much intimacy I want, how much commitment. You're going to find out all of these things in sexuality, what I do during sex with you, what I do with you after sex. It's powerful. You learn more than like a dinner date. Very true. Think it's- about that. When you guys mm-hmm. first had sex, how much more did you learn about each other? I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, new question. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> I, I feel like that's true, though, because even like after sex, everybody is so different. Yep. You know? Like, yeah, I think that's probably that. that okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with I mean, that. I tell people that yeah, what yeah. someone does with you after sex is one of the number one most telling things. Pay attention. I mean, not when you're married because there's a comfort, but if you're newly dating someone, no, I'm with you on that. What that, they do, tells that question you actually everything. has my mind thinking yeah. more so than So, that. what yeah. about somebody that is married like us? So, sure. I remember at the very beginning, like I would totally want to cuddle with him all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, all the time, all the time. Now, I'm like, stay, like, I'm, yeah. I'm do you? Yeah. 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 Totally. yeah. What's so, that tell me? It tells me that you're a married couple. 
You guys already know that you love each other. You don't need that moment to enact that. You know he's going to be there on the couch in an hour and you can cuddle then, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're newly dating someone and after sex they're like, peace, or they're like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go check my email, like, that's a sign. They own that. Really mm-hmm. acknowledge that, right? Interesting. That's why after sex, if I really like you, I'm going to cuddle you. I'm going to lay there and talk to you. I'm going to say, let's go get some food, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? Stick around. Let's the watch a movie. Thing. Yeah. I don't think I made you pancake. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Made banana pancakes. See? Well done, like, sir. Right. Well yeah, done. That's, that's immediately where I was like, done. Then banana Got pancakes. Yep. Banana <laughs> a lot more meaning yeah. than oh, you knew, right? For sure. <laughs> um, it, literally, food is my love language. And he got up out of bed. And I was like, I think it was like at, I don't know, 2.30 or early. 3. In yeah. the morning, and he got up out of bed and Beautiful. made me banana pancakes, and I was like, okay. See? That's and- my point. He so easily could have been like, let's just go to bed. It's late. But it's funny. So, True. okay, it's even just, okay, so the, the first question of, oh, um, like a slight tweak to a question makes so, so much more profound the answer to me, which is crazy. Because, okay, it was like, what did sex tell you? I was like, yeah, I don't know. She's hot. Like, I, it's good. Right. But then it was, what did you do afterwards? Yes. And then now it got me thinking. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like it, I actually wanted to like do something nice for you afterwards. You wanted more. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. That's Other a cool levels. way to think about it. Yeah. Totally. And it is interesting too because even for me, like I'm not very affectionate, but he is. Very. I'm very touchy. Like I like the, yeah. the rubs and the this and yeah. all that. So as a married couple, that's something that I need to work on because that's what he needs. It's it's and true. That's yes. what I liked in your book is the the self-help is selfish. So I really like that statement because I totally think a lot of people, when they think about self-help or whatever, it's very much me, yep. me, 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 me. And this relationship is not nope. me. Nope. This relationship is us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And people are scared to say that. So it, later, later in the book, I even mentioned about how, um, and I purposefully use this word to like fluster people to make them think, but I tell people codependence is good. Mm-hmm. When you're in a relationship, it is about a fusion. Mm-hmm. It isn't a you anymore. And mm-hmm. so that's why self-help sucks. It's so self-centered. It's like, we get it. You're narcissistic. <laughs> but when you're in a relationship, it's also so about true. what do they want? What do they need? And so I love that you'll, you'll acknowledge that. Like you got to work on the affection. No, for, for sure. sure. And like, I think probably why that one stuck out to me so much is because uh, I work a 12-step program. Oh, so, beautiful. Um, and it's very much like looking at your character defects yes. and all of these things yes. and realizing, like, I'm a selfish person. Yes. Completely. So then when I, you know, started, I need to read from top to bottom your book because I'm so, so fascinated with everything that's going on in this book. It's actually something that no other type of book that I have read or seen or have seen in print or anything like that has even touched on something like this. Thank you. I, I worked so hard yeah. to make this new material. I, I try to make all my work things that people haven't thought of or heard before. No way. Not just regurgitated mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. completely... Oh, he just made my whole day. Well, I'll tell you what... what, what. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, good. Thank because you. it's so true because I also think, especially the younger generation, they are really dialed into themselves. Yeah. Like, very much a, a me focus, me, 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 me. When especially depending on however you want to look at it, whatever relationship works for you, it's still you're working with somebody else. You still have to fit with the other person if you want to be with that person. And it's not about a lot of times, you know, I'm like, well, I want this, but it's not about that. Nope. It's now on us. Exactly. Not on me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what, what stood out to me, too. And I liked the kind of the juxtaposition of it where, you know, you first read it and you're getting this kind of like it's almost like, a, oh, whoa, oh, wait, wait. Oh, my goodness. Like, uh, you know, there's the rules aren't the rules kind of don't apply. And then, you know, there's there's no real, I guess, defined way of sexuality. And you're not weird. And, you know, anything, not anything goes, but kind of right. You're kind of getting I'm I'm just uh, my initial kind of yes. you know, reaction to it. I'm like, well, he's kind of saying that anything goes, but I don't know. Is that good? Is that bad? But then it's – and that comes across initially to me as like kind of selfish, right? But then it's all tempered with maximum amount of compassion because there's another person involved in this and it's not just about you. So I thought that that was really, really cool because the first reaction when you're, you know, you're reading is like, oh, my God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But then you see that, that underlying you, – you are very concerned not only about the individual but also about who this individual is interacting and impacting Bam, compassion. I love that yeah. you pulled that word out. That is that is the guiding principle. Because yes. people say that sometimes. Oh, so it sounds like you're saying do whatever you want. And I'm always like, no, compassion. Yeah. They are, they with are the wrong. ethic of how does this impact the other person? Yes. Always. Even with a one-night stand or a non of sex, I say to them like, you know, every time we have sex with someone, even if it's a one-night stand, a fling, I don't even know your name, I'm impacting you. Mm-hmm. You were walking right. away thinking the world is safe, sex is good, people care about people, or the opposite. People use people, mm-hmm. sex isn't safe. And so I say to people, it's all about compassion. That's how you determine if, if I'm being an ethical person or my sex or whatever it is is healthy are you thinking about how you're impacting people because again it's even what we said about you know harassment and femininity and and rape culture um people think like oh she said she was open to sex i'm like that's not good enough though to go another step further like is she is it going to impact her negatively like is she saying yes to make you happy like i don't want yes to be enough i like i that. want there to no, be I more like to it yeah and, and i think that People do need to read the book because, like I said, my initial thing was, oh, this is kind of like racy and a little bit edgy and whatever. But the compassion element, when you have compassion, everything will just click into place. Yep. Because, yep. like you said earlier, it's there's two people involved here. And I do actually really think it's very, very powerful. And I'm not just saying this for the brownie points. I do like that getting people used, especially guys, the thought process of, of why is she – so she said, yeah, she wants to have sex with you, but is it because she's scared you're going to leave her? Is she scared that – is there fear involved? There's yep. fear involved. In it. You don't want that. That's, you, you as yourself don't even want that. Is it trying to keep you because, I guess, fear that you're going to leave? I really, really like that concept, and I think that we need to kind of make that more in the psyche of guys is, yeah, you can get sex from her, but are you getting it – in the is crib. there compassion? Is there compassion? Take, but take that forward. I mean, like internalize that and take that forward. I mean, it's funny you brought up your 12-step program because um, some of those powerful material came from me uh, working at a drug and alcohol treatment center. Oh. And I would run their healthy sex and relationship groups. Okay. And so it was really powerful because you know people in recovery are almost like newborns. Mm-hmm. And they want a new set of, of rules to live by where most people in the world don't. Right. And so it was really powerful and beautiful for me to be building people up from the ground up where they were like – Tell me. I don't even know how to date, they'd say. I don't know how to have healthy, sober sex. And that was one of the things I'd say to them. So how do you determine whether or not you have sex? They're like, well, they're into it. And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, my God. And I'm like, go deeper. How will it impact you, your sobriety, them? And they're like, oh, my God. You know. And so that's where some of that came from is 12-step stuff. Wow. Which, you know, P.S., anyone should be working the 12 steps, even for not an addict. It's pretty good. (laughs) Right? I'm always fourth-stepping myself. You know what I mean? Like, shit. It's so crazy that we talk about it all the time because, obviously, Jonathan's a normie. So he is like fascinated yeah. because now he's seen the progression and, and like just kind of the, you know, the steps and everything yeah. that you have to go through and like the, how you have to look at yourself and all of these things. And he's like, damn, 
they should teach this in yep. school. In high yep. school. It That's be, real. Yeah, give oh, it yeah. like whatever civics or any of that nonsense. And give just, it a science. What's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> give it a math. Yeah, Who yeah, needs math? math? Come on, I haven't used math in decades. <laughs> I use my phone. <laughs> Bring in that stuff. Spiritual training. I, but I'm serious. They no, really do. For and sure. that's what I do as a therapist. Like as a couples therapist, I do general therapy, but I specialize in like sex and marital therapy here in LA. And I, I have to give people that. They don't get it anywhere. Where do you learn this stuff? Your family doesn't know. They don't teach you. Trust me, your mom and dad don't know and they're not modeling television doesn't know that's the worst place worst. to get the shit then you read self-help and it makes you more self-obsessed mm-hmm. and self-centered and so it's like that's why i exist no for sure because a lot of times you turn to thinking like oh something's wrong or i'm not normal or whatever it is and then you turn to like self-help books yep. and then all of a sudden you're completely in a sense going down the wrong lane yeah and they're always sex phobic and mm-hmm. sex negative totally. and sex is suspect and sex is bad and you're sex addicted and this and that. And so, you know, how is it for you? Because you have so much going on yeah, Mm. and then you also practice (laughs) as well. Yes. How? It's a good question because I so I do Loveline as a nightly radio yep. show with K Rock, mm-hmm. and I do a podcast weekly with Amber Rose yep. here at Podcast yep. One. I travel and lecture. I have my book. I'm doing a web series. Um, I have a clinical practice, and I'm also the clinical director of education for a training program for therapists and psychologists. Um, and I still go on dates. And I still go to the gym and I still hike and I still go to the beach. Wow. I still read like five books a week. I pray every morning. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you do it all? I don't even know. I have to get a haircut. So maybe that's where it all happens. <laughs> like this mop on my head. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I, I just love what I do. Clearly. It just, it, uh, I, I have a mission in the world and it makes me feel um, alive. For sure. And you're helping people. You're helping yes. thousands yeah, of people. I'm trying. And I'm trying. people that can't come to you and actually see you they can get now get your book and And that's what breaks my heart because people are like i can't come into your clinical practice you're in los angeles or i can't afford therapy and and so the book is there and um you know we're living in dark times politically and you know culturally so you know you gotta the book what would you i guess if you had your you know like your druthers i'm trying to think of a more of a more uh modern term of, of saying it but if someone could read your book what would you want them to walk away with like I guess I'm, I'm okay. Exactly as I am. Yeah. I like that. I don't need to change anything. We live in a world where everything's telling you to be other than you are. And I want mm. people to be like, I'm okay as I am, mm. which is, it sounds really like a simple statement, but none of us feel okay as we are. Never. No, yeah. never at all. Yeah. We're either comparing or wishing totally. that some, we're something else or whatever that may be. And I think that's super powerful because a lot of the times, especially because we do live in this like social media era, it's so easy to just open up your phone do a little scroll, and then mm. all of a sudden you <laughs> hate everything about your life. Everything. What do you think yeah. the impact of social media is on on <clears throat> sexuality and sex? Uh, I think it's horrible. Yeah. I think it's problematic. I tell people to unfollow the things that make you feel bad, which is really profound for some people. If you're looking at things on your social media, even your friends' pictures, and they're making you feel bad about yourself, unfollow that. I worked really hard to surround myself with things that made me feel good and yeah. mirror- and reflected back how I wanted to be. Um, so I think you have to take control of it. But I think it's the number one socializer. It used to be like school and family. Now mm-hmm. it's social media. One thousand percent. Yeah, a thousand percent. And so we have to take control over it. We have to be more aware of like how it's impacting us. Um, again, I, I had my own journey. I never felt 
anything enough. I, I wasn't tall enough. I wasn't muscular enough. I wasn't making enough money. I wasn't smart enough. You know, like all of these things, like we're all impacted by it. And even at this point in my life where I have every box checked, I still struggle with that stuff. And I live in LA. We live mm. in LA yeah. Yeah, where no, I jokingly say I'm at the gym and the dude next to me is literally on the billboard across the street in his underwear. And he's working out next to me and I'm looking at him and look at the billboard. Totally. I'm looking at myself and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like, you're just not allowed to be okay. <laughs> Seriously. I think that is like hit the nail on the head yeah. because I don't know. I, I was talking to Jonathan about, I don't know how I would have been in high school if I had social media, I had a bit of mess. Mm. I'll tell you that much right now. Because yeah, I already 100%. was, you know, had my issues then. So I can only imagine the magnitude that they would have just, just kind of kaboom. Oh yeah, because it's I don't know. It's it's we're lucky. It's kind of scary. Yeah, we're lucky. We only had to see it on television sometimes at night. Yeah, the right. Kids now it's all day, every day, in line at Starbucks, at the gym between reps. Everyone's just looking at social media and One, taking yeah. it in, taking it in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's scary. It is scary. It's nuts. So the crazy thing about that to me is that I'm a grown man. I'm married. I have a great career, nice little savings, own a house, and I get on social media. Give me 15 minutes on that, and I feel like the biggest loser. Yep. Ever. And that's crazy. And I, and I have an education, so I know what's going on. Right. So and and you're also you're also like a fit white dot. Like you, you yeah. need all – the boxes are all checked for you as it's well. It's unbelievable. Right? It, yes. It, it's crazy. So I can't imagine 15-year-old, 16-year-old Jonathan in high school looking at that, what that would do to me. I have – literally, I couldn't even – I can't hypothesize how screwed up that would make me. Yep. Well, not only that, bringing it back to – like sexual relationships. So you have like 15 year old boys yes. looking on, scrolling on Instagram and they're looking at, um, you know, women. And obviously like I post a lot of pictures in bikinis or whatever. Now, does that play into, I don't know, is that unhealthy for them or it's both? Like it's both. And this is where people have to do some self-reflection. And they have to say, how do I feel when I'm looking at these images? Like, it's not your sole responsibility to think about everyone. Like something Amber said that was really profound. So Amber Rose on her social media, there's all sorts of stuff. And she's sure. like, um, hi, mom and dad, your 12 year old shouldn't be looking at my page. It's mm. not for 12 year olds. You're mm. their parents. Weigh in on that, please. And I was like, that's profound. Yeah. So should a 15 year old be looking at your page? I don't know. That's up to him and his family to talk about, right? Yeah. Parents have to get involved. And people also have to look at themselves and say, how do I feel when I'm looking at these things? So, you know, you don't have responsibility for other people's interpretation or experience of you. You have to post what makes sense to you. And for some people, posting pictures of them in a bikini is very empowering and it's body positive and it's powerful for them to see themselves posting that. Like when I post a shirtless pic, it's really empowering for me because I don't think in those terms and I live in a very different world and I'm a doctor and I'm not supposed to. And so I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm also going to get a lot of tattoos and be a doctor and you're going to deal with both. And I'm going to sometimes post a picture of me and my boxers and you're going to accept that I'm still a competent professional doctor who did two doctoral programs and I'm in my fucking underwear and I have tattoos. And you put in the work to get in the body. Thank you. But I also realize that there are some people that are going to see that and I'm quote unquote fit and they're going to shame themselves over it. And I'd say to them, unfollow me then, or really sit with that, sit with what I want. I posted that. Don't internalize that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to look like that. I mean, there's a lot of work we have to do around it. It's not fully just on our shoulders. No, for sure. I like the fact that you are totally not the typical doctor <laughs> at yeah, all. No. Not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, a rarity. Yeah. But yeah. I love that because. <laughs> well, we need that. Yes. Big time. 
Yeah, for sure. Because even for you, when you were at Blizzard, you didn't want to get a certain amount of tattoos because of... It yeah. Was, yeah, that's real. Yeah, exactly. It's real. I wouldn't really want to wear like a tight t-shirt. I totally. Wore a and he has so. his MBA yep. and he's done the work. He's super educated. Yep. However, because we live in such a... Shaming culture. Yeah. Shaming yes. of diversity. Yeah. Like you with your hair. There's certain jobs oh, right. you couldn't roll into yeah. with your hair like <laughs> yeah. that. But that's, yeah. but that's bullshit. Because your tattoos and your tight shirts and your hair don't dictate the kind of character intelligence you have. But we still live in a world that will do that. And if you wear form-fitting clothes, they're going to make a decision about your character based on you being comfortable showing your sexuality. Which is why I wear form-fitting shirts. And I'm like, I'm not going to hide my body totally. for you to take me seriously. You're going to take me seriously anyway. For sure. Right? That's heavy. That is heavy. No, it is. <laughs> no, that and, is I, heavy. and I really do think that's extremely powerful for younger people to yeah. to grasp onto. And I and you know, we, there's a lot of things where we go, oh yeah, it's really empowering, empowering, empowering. We kind of throw that word around a lot, right? Almost to the point where it's been diluted. But that really is it. Like if you you, I guess the judging the book by the cover, I feel like that the fact that we're even having that conversation in 2019 that that's something that like shouldn't happen is it's gone past the point of acceptability. Totally. Right? totally. Like, so now it really is before you know, we could talk about it and conceptually we can understand that. Yeah, no, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't judge a book by the cover. But I feel like now the fact that that's still going on is that we do need people to kind of step up to the forefront and maybe take some of the arrows. Well, how about the viral video of the wrestler getting his dreadlocks cut off because the referee yeah, said that was he couldn't insane. wrestle with dread. And I wrestled. Are I, you I kidding still don't me? even understand that one. Come on. Yeah. Like we're still there. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Like, I was even trying to think, like, okay, even when, when I would wrestle, sometimes, okay, like, exit, like, this kind of facial hair, yeah. I can get I can get that because I can rub that against someone, right? Fair. So, yeah. totally fair. But the dreadlocks, and there and it wasn't like he had dreadlocks down to, like, his shoulders yeah. where it could be whipping around. Or choke someone. At all. Yeah. Right. Like, they were short. Yeah. Like, But even on CNN, I have to hide my tattoos. When I go on as a commentator, I have to wear long sleeve shirts. Okay. And some talk shows will ask me to wear a long sleeve shirt to hide the tattoos. Yeah. Nice. Why? Because your fan base won't take me seriously? All right. I mean, so they're reinforcing that. So I try to yeah. push back on that when I can. But I also, yeah, I mean, we, we still got a lot to do. It's crazy. It's no, mess. we do. And it then, is crazy that they would make you cover your tattoos. Yeah. That is, that's really, really crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But real. then I guess on the flip side, I guess it's like their well, listen, guidelines. Okay. Yeah. And also, too, when you're dealing with those networks, the fan base, our fan base, I guess the the Audience. demographic is like 50 plus. Oh, yeah. In, you know, I'm not daytime you know, television. Yeah. I accepted yes, you that. Are. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, you are. I had to accept yeah. that. So you put yourself in I had to accept that. I was like, "Red ship sailing, man." But that's all right. That's all right. I'll just hang with you two. Yes, you know I mean? exactly. Forget it. <laughs> when somebody comes into your office and asks you, basically, I don't know if you can even answer this question, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot. Okay, um, <laughs> shoot the shot. Yeah. When say a female comes in and she has. I guess a negative um, relationship with sex from past whatever. Mm. What is, I guess, in a general way, advice to somebody if they're listening and say that they have had past negative experiences as well as positive, Mm -hmm. but still have like a negative kind of relationship with sex because of X, Y, and Z. how can they push forward? Right. Because obviously they know sex is great and sure. you need to have it in your relationship and yeah. 
they just have this like mental. I love block. questions like this because mm-hmm. this is I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an answer, but this is what we might work on for years. <laughs> totally. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna condense yeah, it down yeah, into yeah, one yeah, sentence. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> struggle in that at all. Um, the the difficult answer is you want to find ways to encounter sex more. Because what you're going to be inclined to do is to lean out and to shut it down and to avoid and water down. You need to have more comfort experiencing it. What does that mean? It's going to mean a thousand things. Talk more about it. Use the correct words. Start and find conversations around it so you get comfortable saying and talking about sexuality. Watch it. I do prescribe porn to some people. Specific feminist body positive porn. What does that mean? It means not standard porn, which shows only certain body types that few of us have. That is going to give you the wrong idea as to what sex looks like and people look like but there's really beautiful body positive feminist porn where it's more about there's affection in there and erections come and go where you know what i mean so it's beautiful and i'll say see that where talk is about that porn that. um there's a couple sites one of them's called belasco one of them's called crash pad series and they work really hard to show diversity mm-hmm. versus just like everyone's hard and ready to get have sex and everyone's mm-hmm. got a huge dick and all the women look a certain way and want come on their face and it's like that's great some people want that mm-hmm. have at it i love that sex sometimes but sometimes people have to see that erections come and go some people don't have big penises um some people want to make out for a while some women want to actually get off <laughs> you know what i mean no, like totally. you know so we got to see that so i remind people to like look at the breath of it read books like mine books that are truly sex positive where they'll talk about it in a way that will make you feel good and you're going to learn but you have to find ways to encounter it more mm, that totally makes sense because i feel like i mean i don't want to no i'm going to anything in life the more that you do it Yes. the better you get at it. Sure. So I'm assuming that would be the same in the sense of like just having more positive interaction with that would then slowly push whatever negative kind of past feelings. Yeah. But your anxiety in saying that is what's profound because a lot of people have the anxiety in prescribing more sex. We're so afraid of saying have more sex. It sounds bad or Mm. wrong, but I tell people that. Like I would say that to her as well. I'd say find people, good people to have sex with. So you'll have a good experience of sex, someone who's compassionate and have more sex. And they're like, you're telling me to go have a lot of sex. I'm like, yes, I'm telling you to have a lot of sex. You'll get more comfortable with it. People that struggle with body image, you know what they Mm. need? More nudity around people because they also need to have more exposure of their body. If that's disabled or fat or whatever it is, being seen by people and seeing it desired by people. There's nothing more healing than seeing someone wanting your body. Mm. So that's actually a major thing that throws me off psychologically with sex with Natalie. Because, I I mean, look at her, right? Yeah. So even like getting Perfect. naked around her, I get like, uh, yep. uh, uh, uh and then yep. I just get super in my head. And it gets really, really weird for me sometimes. You need more of it then. Yeah. That's more so nudity crazy. around You need her. to walk around the house naked. More. I would never Honestly. in a million no, I do that. sometimes. And sometimes, like, even, like, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll come out from the shower and I'll have, like, my towel on. Yeah. And I'll see her and I'll, like, kind of maybe grab, like, another, like, my sweatshirt and, like, put it over my stomach. Isn't that you know fascinating? I mean? Yeah, yes. crazy. That is even so after five years of marriage, we yeah. still internalize I what still we internalize. still get weird being naked around her if I don't feel like, okay, I look, like, super good. Today. So that's what we do, though. When we have shame, yeah. we, we hide. And the way we, the antidote to shame is exposure. And so, yeah, you yeah. need to be naked I'll try that more. more. Be no, around. And I say it to some guys. I'll say the most powerful thing you can do, I'll say to them, is to be shirtless in the locker room, which for some guys is so transformative because they're afraid just to be shirtless in a locker room in, in LA yeah, yeah. where you see the oh, yeah. it's a whole true models and athletes. Yeah, 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 and yeah, for them yeah, to be yeah. shirtless and walk around is transformative. And then I'll say, at some point I'll say, go further, be naked. Just, you don't have to be, you know, perform, no, but like you. drop yeah, yeah. your towel around that locker room full of like Adonises and just breathe. 
like you need more of that. It's powerful. And that's where like exposure and sexuality is so healing. That's why I love working with sex is it can yeah. heal all of our stuff. That is crazy. I would never, <laughs> I would yep. never think that. Yeah, like, no, I'm, because I'm, that would be yeah. the furthest thing from my sure. brain. Yeah. Like never in a million years yep. when I see Jonathan, I think like, damn. Yep. Yeah. It's runs true. deep. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. And I would totally, it's funny that you would say that because I feel like that is a more feminine girl type thing. Type like of, yeah. I feel like that. That's why it's powerful for guys, you know? more guys to talk about that because uh, it might not have been that way way back when, but it's definitely that way now where men have the same body pressures as women. You know, you look mm. at the men's magazines. What do you see on the cover of Men's Health and Men's Fitness? The most ripped up bodies. And those mm. guys are like dehydrating themselves to look perfect for that photo shoot. Totally. And women are seeing that and we're being held accountable to that. And guys are seeing that thinking that's what I need to look like in the billboards and the TV shows. And so we internalize that as well mm. for sure. Yeah. And we talk about that too, about like the fitness magazines and stuff like that. And the public is seeing these images and they look amazing yeah. and phenomenal. But like you said, they're super dehydrated. Yep. Like they have put their body through multiple days. Oh, of, I'll strip. Uh, Every time I've been in a fitness magazine or in a fitness photo shoot, I am on death's door. I'm yep. the most unhealthy that day than I have been uh, since the last photo shoot. Dehydrated, overtrained, carb depleted. I mean, literally on death's door. Uh, what's what was the the, the primatine and uh, baby aspirin to, as a you know thermogenic fat Oof. burner, wow. like heart rate probably yeah. jacked, dehydrated, almost like literally close to dead when I when I do those things. And that's what we're basing our and then like, and then you get a couple. Everybody should look like yeah, this. And then you get a couple of dope images. Yeah. And they still hit you in post, no matter yeah. what. But that's what's so funny is you don't even look like it. I don't. Even <laughs> and that like was it. you. And that that's not me. even what exactly. you look like. Right? And I know. And you're beat up by it too because you go home going fuck. I don't look like that. Totally. And you go home the and next cover day. A I'm like, bit. what the fuck? Yeah. It's yeah, wild. Yeah. It's yeah. really wild. I had to work really hard on my own body stuff. Just again, living as a male in this world yeah. and living in the in, as in the media, yeah. where people notice and talk about. Sure. And um, I was asked to do like something for um, InStyle or one of those magazines, like Hot Guy of the Month or whatever. Yeah. And they wanted like, and I was like, you know what? In all honesty, it'll be too mentally problematic for me to go through what I think I have to go through to feel okay doing <laughs> totally, that photo dude, shoot. So I, I passed. You. Oh wow! I was like, I can't even begin. And then me and Amber did the cover of. Um, uh, inked magazine oh and they gosh. wanted it also like stripped down I was like I can't take that on see that's dope that it's you too do that psychologically. I'm with you that is I, so... I get you on that because I'm sure to open it yeah no but I've... that's amazing that you have come to a point where you to. like realize this about yourself so you're like you know what I'm not even gonna go there totally but no it's cool to. about that okay so and the, the fact that you are telling me that and admitting that then it makes me comfortable. Like, yeah, there's actually been photo shoots that I've turned down because of the same thing. I'm like, I don't feel confident enough. I don't think I have, you know, four weeks in me to diet down like that. Blah 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 blah. So back to the point of why we need people like yourself in the position that you're in with the credentials you have to kind of go out there and be. I guess take the, take the arrows at the very beginning. Really, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it sucks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure. Because I can become a punching bag. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Which probably is not the best. At all, either. Not always. But all BS aside, just having that conversation, even just you saying that, then I made me comfortable Thanks. to say it. And yeah. you would think that if you, you know, the two of us would be more confident than most. That's right. That's definitely. right. Definitely. That's definitely. Right. Definitely. Um, how long did it take you to write this book? Um, so <clears throat> my first book came out two and a half years ago, Sex Outside the Lines, which is a little more academic. 
Uh, this one, I started writing it right away. So in all honesty, I'd say about three years, which is a long time. Wow. But that's because I work really hard and I put my heart and soul into it and I take my time and I want it to, I want it to have impact. I don't want to put things out in the world that are just kind of like, yeah, we heard that before. That's cool. Oh, you got a book. Mm-hmm. No, I want it to be like, yeah, holy okay. shit, yeah. I read your book and it transformed me. And you know, I hated some of it and it made me think harder. So I worked really, really hard on that. So it took about three years. I had to find a publisher that was willing to do the kind of book I wanted to do. My first experience wasn't as great. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was kind of tweaked in some ways, but I, so I found this publisher, um, they're out of Philadelphia and they were like, we like what you're doing. We like your voice. We're not going to try to mess with it. And, um, I'm really proud of what we put together. That is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's here. Yes. Yeah. And it's dope. And I it's, keep forgetting it's here. Yeah. No, don't no, forget it, don't. I know. Like, I should need to be more excited. Is, I get so neutralized. Major. We Thanks. were excited. So obviously when we heard that you were going to come on our podcast, we were pumped and all the conversations was going to be, you know, kind of like. Almost like, hey, in this scenario, what do you th- suggest sure. in this scenario? Yeah. But then we got the – they send us like a little snippet of the book. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's the whole show right there. That book is dope. Yeah. It's- the book is dope. Thanks. Like you should be super pumped about this book. Thank you. It means a lot to hear that. Yeah. I haven't gotten any feedback yet. No one's no one's read it. You guys are actually the first people to look at it. Oh, really? Dude. Yes. No yeah, one has gotten any advanced copies. I, I'm, oh you are the God. first people to respond. No. And I'm a, listen, yes. by the way, Natalie will, <laughs> Natalie will back me up. I'm a hater, right? Like, okay. I want to read. Yeah. I will Jonathan's read, an avid reader too. He reads probably a book. I try to pick apart and like, ah, not logical, this and that. And, da, 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 yeah. da. and I'm telling you, like it was, I didn't get to, so the copy that we got yeah. is watermarked, right? Yeah. So there's some parts where it's like, you know, hard, harder to read. Okay. So I want to actually get the, the hard copy of cool. it and really d- dive into it. Awesome. Um, I'd say I probably got about maybe 65% of it, right? Okay. And like I said, my initial reaction to some of the stuff was I wanted to be like, oh, this is like selfishness and all that. But it is so tempered with compassion and logic and mm-hmm. common sense. That that's why I think this book is going to murder it, dude. Awesome, thank I, yeah. you. And it's, it's it's totally a different narrative than I've yes. ever. Well, it's read also not myself. pompous. That's another thing too, right? Like you come across as you're extremely educated, but you are able to break these things down in a way where anyone can read it. Or someone that's educated can read it too. Good. And that's super, super hard. Because the do. first one's yeah, a little pompous. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I was you. still right. working through All the right. ego. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you I know what you. I mean? Yes. I was still like, I'm a doctor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm that's smart. Yeah. And then I got humbled. Like, that's the one thing I'll say. As my career progresses and I do more, I get humbler. Because I'm reminded I'm not shit. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro. Right? Seriously? Bro. Yeah. I kid you not. So hardcore. That exact sentence came out of my mouth a couple days ago. Um, I don't even I don't know exactly what happened, but I looked at Jonathan and I was like, God, man, I ain't shit. Yep. Like yeah. I yep. ain't shit. <laughs> That's right. Which is ironic because when I really <laughs> had absolutely nothing. Look at you with your four million followers, like you're you are shit. <laughs> but it's beautiful they have these moments where you're like, but we need those moments because I have these moments where I'll be speaking, you know, like it's slot walk to a crowd of twenty thousand people, but then you have these reminders where it's like, nah, dude, there's so many other people that are doing things too and have bigger followings, like, you know, and it's it's good for us. It's it, we need it. No to be No, I'm with you, man. For sure. <laughs> because you have such I mean, you're a doctor for Pete's sake and yeah. you're doing all of these amazing things, Loveline, the show with Amber, then you have, this is your second book. Yeah. Um, you have your practice. Do you feel, I guess, pressure in your own relationships? Mm-hmm. Because- Very good question. And it's what you said, though. It's the compassion piece. 
like I wasn't the nicest person many, many years ago because I had my own social traumas and I think I was too intellectualized and I once left a relationship and what was said to me, and this is kind of 12 steppy, but not, but it is in my mind. Uh, someone said to me, you, you weren't a nice person. And it hit me so hard where I was like, I never want to date someone where they walk away going, you weren't nice. Mm -hmm. It was, it went so deep. And I was like, I want to, I want people to leave me being better. Even if it doesn't work out, I want them to be like, yeah, it didn't work out. I'm bummed out. But like, that was a good experience. He's a good Mm -hmm. person. And so it flipped everything for me. And so now I work really hard to be compassionate where I'm the guy that if we've only been texting a couple times, I'm the one that will be like, Hey, just wanted to let you know, like chemistry's not really there. So I don't, I'm not going to ghost you. Like I try really hard to Mm -hmm. be better. And so, yeah, that was a turning point being told like you weren't nice. And I was like, fuck, I wasn't. That, that is rough (sighs) for sure. I never want to be told that again. Yeah. I'm assuming your dating life would be intimidating for people to date you. 100%. I would yeah. think, I would immediately think the moment that it's like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. And then it's like, you know, Dr. Chris, like, hi. Well, also, um, too, cool. and I'm, so first on all aspects of sex and sexuality, right, right, right. that's like, it's like, okay, I'm used to maybe driving a go-kart. Now I'm <laughs> jumping into a Ferrari. Like, I don't know if yeah, I can handle this. It's a journey. It's a journey. I like to date people that will transform me and that I can transform. I, that's what I think relationships about. Right. Like how can not not about like owning something or what can I get? What can they give me? But like, what can I give them? Right. Like this like reciprocation. And so um, what's my point? Um, I I think I come at it in a way where they're not intimidated because Mm. I think they see that like I just want to learn about them. Like a lot of I like a lot of deep intimacy. And so my dates are ones where we can really sit and talk a lot, Mm. you know, so like the first dates often like meet me at a coffee shop and let's sit outside for hours and talk or Mm. um, come over and we'll have wine, like things like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think it could be intimidating at first but I, yeah not not for long for sure because i would immediately be like okay is he um <laughs> is, is he analyzing is, yeah, 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 totally. yeah 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 is he going yeah, through a chart yeah, in yeah, his yeah, head yeah, yeah. a totally. little bit i am a little bit yeah. <laughs> trained How to think in those terms yeah no for i sure. am a little bit yeah i've well, analyzed the hell out of the two of you <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have a chart when i go home open up the file and <laughs> seriously or i would think that the whomever it is would then ask you for I guess. Oh my God. That is the, that is the death of the date. Yeah, I get that. If you start in with, Oh, you're going to be really good for me. Let me ask you a few things. (laughs) Or you tell me about your trauma. I went on a date. We went hiking and it was just a story of their trauma for the full hour. And I was like, this will never work. Have some, you're a client now. Yeah. I don't, don't lead with that part of you. Yeah. You know, it's horrible. People will do that though. For sure. Next. Yeah. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) I would assume that because I mean, they're immediately like, Oh, I'm on a date with a doctor. I'm going to spill all my shit. Friends do that too. Please help me. Friends oh, do it I too. Bet, I, huh? I would for sure. I've learned to have really good boundaries and be like, dude, not right now, man. I just came home from the office. I have to go to the radio station. I can't. I can't be there for you. I'm sorry. It would be I'm hard for tomorrow. me not to do that. We were yeah. boys. I'd be like, hey, dude. I, honestly, it would be very, very difficult not to. It's a compliment. It's a compliment yeah. that they value my work and I try yeah. to be as available as I can, but it's also self care. I have a, I have a right to like just watch Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Have you have, have yeah. a doctor's office that people come into yes. and that's where you're like that's literally boom, you're in the yeah. zone, you're there. You're not working off hours and off the clock getting asked a million questions. Oh yeah, even at dinner parties. 
like oh, without fail. I bet. One person at least will be like, yeah. hey, can I grab you for a minute? And I'm oh, like, oh, that's even oh, better. Hey, one you know on one. Yeah. I, thought, I thought at least a group session at the nah, dinner table. Dude. I'm no, like, you know what? I'm here to have fun. It's my friend's birthday. I'm going to have to pass. Yeah, but reach out to my office. The Whole Foods. Hey, Dr. Chris, I just heard your podcast. I want to ask you more about asexuality. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just here to buy cereal, y'all. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what's funny about boundaries and just going off the Whole Foods thing, which I still have in my mind is one of the funniest things that's ever happened that I've ever witnessed in my life. So really, really brief. We were crossfitting at our CrossFit gym. She was doing cleans and then to overhead, right? She was exhausted. She had not have been doing that workout. She got the bar, bashed under her chin. She bit through her lower oh, lip, shit. gushing blood. It was just, it was a mess. We throw a bag of peas on there. I finished my workout, though. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we rush her to the ER. So we're in there, and we're in the emergency room, and she's got this you know, gauze on her mouth, and it's full of blood, and she's got ice on it. And... uh I hear, oh my God, nope. it's Eva Marie. I nope. love you. Can we, take a, can we take a selfie? Even in the hospital with ice packs can on your face. Can we take a selfie? Yeah. If, if, People are oh, unreal. It was amazing. People are unreal. It was great. That was yeah. one of the best moments of my life. And I, I totally was going to. And then Jonathan would look at me like, yeah. And yeah. she was like, oh, okay. You're not a jerk if you say no. Like, I had to learn that. It's okay to say no. Yeah, preach you know to I mean? her right You're now. not Let's a go. jerk. Her, no, you're really not. You can lovingly be like, I'm sorry, now's not the time. Like, I've had to practice that so much with therapy. My mom's friends, call like whoever and i had to be like you know what i love you no <laughs> no totally because i'm very much i'm like okay you're allowed to have a bad day where you just don't want to be a celebrity and you're like not right now you have to be able to say no yeah I'm tell like, her you yeah, tell her just say it lovingly but you yeah, have to be able to say no for sure you're allowed to be you know i definitely don't have that boundary we're gonna work on it yeah <laughs> people, she's definitely a people pleaser for sure <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Let's, read, know, read the book it'll one be good of my for things. you no seriously <laughs> it's all about boundaries <laughs> I know this book is everything. Thank you. I think it it's really going to change the game. I hope. No, for sure. Honestly, and you got to think how much you know stuff we we read. Um, this is dope. Thanks, big time. I'm not just saying it because you're on the show. Thanks, it means a lot. Yeah, truly, this is truly, really, really truly. Good, good well, stuff. I, I just like the conversation in general, in the sense of talking about sex and relationships in a healthy way. Yeah, like it's and it's, you're not weird. Like, that's the thing. Like, weird shouldn't really be put into sex. Agreed. It's almost like... Yeah, I, I mean, people like different... Totally. ...flavors. Just how people like dating certain people or they want to date multiple people or whatever it is. <laughs> well, here's a perfect example, right? And I'm... Well, absolutely not name names. But I have... He was my really good friend's good friend. And he was with... His wife was... Awful. When I talk about an awful, treated, belittled him, berated him, would go out, take off her wedding ring, be like, oh, because I want to go. Like, just everything where you're like, why are you with this woman? For years. I mean, I'm talking about she she had to be verbally abusive to him. And thinking back, she, she was. She was verbally abusive. She humiliated him. She treated him like awful. And he finally confided. He's like, listen, I think he might have had too much to drink. He's like, the reason why I'm, why I'm staying with her is because I can't marry or date anyone else because she's the only one that will basically put on a strap on and have sex with me. Oh, wow. And so he stayed with this witch for six years because he was so embarrassed and so ashamed and thought that no one else would, I guess, like accept or love him. So profound. Totally. I work with those people and it breaks my heart. It breaks mm -hmm. my heart. 
crazy. people that uh, feel shamed by what they're into. I once worked with, and again, protecting full anonymity, yeah. <clears throat> changing the story a little bit, but I worked with a, a young, uh, late teenager, 19, and he was into getting tied up in bondage stuff. He was so afraid and embarrassed to tell his girlfriend, this like little blonde angel. Oh and gosh. so he'd go online and find strangers who he doesn't know that would tie him up, which is very dangerous totally. to find someone online. Yep. This is about six or seven years ago because he didn't have the confidence because our culture doesn't allow him to because his girlfriend is not in a place to understand. Also had um, have clients that come in and their husband or wife will drag them in saying, I found them looking at a certain type of porn. Clearly there's something wrong with them. They're sick. Fix them. Mm. When actually the issue is with the person who thinks it's sick. Like, it's okay that your husband likes porn of, you know, transgendered or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You have the problem because you're shaming this person that you're supposedly love based on something they're turned on by that you shouldn't be threatened by. Right. It breaks my heart all the time. So then for a couple that has something like that, whatever, I guess, okay, the wife found him looking at, I guess. Puppy play. Okay. Well, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it sounds good, though. It sounded good, though. <laughs> what is puppy play? <laughs> we'll come back to that. Okay, okay. What do you, I guess, what would you tell your, um, whoever is in your office, basically, to... The one that's doing the shaming? Or yeah. The one that's shamed? Uh, the one that's doing the shaming, I would say, um, what we're turned on by is such a um, fragile, deep core part of who we are. Say say thank you for being brought into that and for your partner now being willing to discuss it with you. That's a level of intimacy that very few people get um, and don't shame them. There's nothing wrong with that. We are attracted to diverse things. Um, you might not enjoy it. That's okay, but don't put him down for that. I mean, again, when someone tells you what they're attracted to, whether you like it or not, say, thank you. It's a beautiful form of intimacy building to be brought in so deeply to something so precious. We never talk about those things. Yeah. No one ever sits down and really says, let me tell you about the things I fantasize about or masturbate to. Right. Those are really core parts of what arouses us. So it's intimacy building. Say thank you, but don't shame it. Yeah. And then would you recommend them, like, I guess, doing it together? If they're interested. I mean, there's the whole yes, no, maybe, which is sometimes I'll have couples sit down and talk about all the things they're turned on by. And they can say yes. That's awesome. I love that. Do that with you. I tell them to make a wish list. What are all the things mm-hmm. sexually you've never done? And they can say yes. They can, and, Or they can say absolutely not. Or they can do the maybe if we dot, 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 make some changes or tweaks. It's a beautiful mm. exercise. We have to be really mature to be able to do it because yeah, it might sure. be things that have nothing to do with you. He might make a list and say, I want it to be blonde, short, like things that you aren't yeah. or whatever it is. And so yeah. you have to have a lot of confidence for such an exercise, but. For sure. <laughs> yes. It might be puppy play. I'd be like, she's setting me up right now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's why it's a risk. Yes. Don't, it's not a tool to misuse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like that is something that every relationship should do. I think so too. And I actually really We're about do... to do that tonight. <laughs> I know you'll, you guys you'll, are you'll be tonight. bored by mine. Like, <laughs> yeah, this guy sucks. Oh, bless. <laughs> I know. M- mine is going to be all like Yeah, I'm like, yeah. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> be like, um, wait, what? Good stuff. I'd be like, we'll put on house music. Oh man. <laughs> wow. Music is a big one though. Music is a big I feel one, like music actually. is a big Kind of, you know. Yeah, because you like hip hop, and I hate that. You throw on hip hop, and like, oh. yeah, I'm no. not, I'm not into hip hop either. Oh, God, me need to hang Can't out, man. 
Okay, excuse yeah. me. Don't be bashing on my hip hop. Relax. <laughs> Cardi B was. But, <laughs> but don't shame me for yeah, liking right. some, <laughs> some type of music that wants, you know, puts me in the he mood. He wants Because that's all house music is that. Seriously. It's like a metronome. I can keep talking. Yeah, I'm a rock dude. I don't want either of those kinds of music. I love rock. She hates it. I like like kill switch engage like oh, scream damn. yeah 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 damn she's like turn that nonsense off I'm going on the uh, podcast with the dude from Slipknot no way wow <laughs> that's real. hell yeah dude that's real yeah yeah all right cool <laughs> I mean you have to be you're going on like a crazy press for your book we're right? trying we're trying yeah, yeah. so where can people find the book uh, oh yeah you can so Rebel Love you can pre-order it anywhere books are sold Amazon.com blah 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 January eighth it'll be out in all the bookstores oh my god coming in 2019 hot. Woo! Yep, coming in hot. Are you going to do any book signings? Yep. Uh, it's going to be on my website, but I have a bunch of cities. I'm going to be doing lecture tour and book signings. And what is your website? Uh, DrChrisDonahue.com. Nice. You have a good name. Thanks. Dr. Chris Donahue. A good Irish name. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Mm, lectures. How is that? Awesome. Two, is, uh, two hours of me just like talking about themes from the book, answering questions. When's your next lecture? That'd be my um, for us to go to. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know me the too. LA ones. The next ones are Austin, Detroit, uh, Denver, uh, New York. Yeah, let's know LA. I will. I'll definitely come. Yes, out. for yeah, sure. I will. I'm gonna have you guys on my radio show, dude. Oh yes, you guys are fun. Um, thank you. Yeah, I definitely want to do the exercise. Yeah, I'm super down. And then we can report back. Like, yes, Dr. please. Chris, you sent me that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> because I really think that's another issue, too, for married couples. Like, I feel like married couples are, like, he's my best friend. Yeah. And I forget that we're married, so then we forget to have sex. Yes. No, for sure. But it's yeah. on the book. Like, d- deeper into the book, there's yeah, some yeah. exercises kind of like what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. We have to, okay, so let, let me talk another piece from the book. So we do that, right? We, um, we, we kind of check the box where it's like we flirt, we court, mm-hmm. then we get you. You're my boyfriend or girlfriend. We're married. We check the box. And I'm like, we're good. It's on autopilot, yeah. right? We can yeah. let go. Yeah. But I tell people, you have to remind yourselves that it's your romantic sexual partner. They're actually not your best friend. Mm. Love that word, but they're, he's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's bigger than that, deeper than that. So I tell people, romanticize or sexualize every day in some form, every day. But okay. that could be that could be the way you you touch him. That could be a wink. That could be a post-it. That could be a text. That could be a sex. That could be a comment. That could be a blowjob. That could be anything. And he might not even know you're doing it. You might not even know he's doing it. But at least you're doing something that reminds yourself and maybe them. We are romantic sexual partners. You are not my friend. So every day eroticize them somehow. Like Again, that. it could just be holding hands. Just something that's like we're not fucking friends. I like that because yeah. every day it's free. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, totally. I'll definitely do Two that seconds. for sure. Sometimes it's extended. I think that is probably, especially for anybody that is listening that is married. Yeah. Because that's why I like, like I said, I'm going to read the book thoroughly. But that's why <laughs> I really, the parts that I have just skimmed. Yeah. I like it because somebody that is 20 that is not in a relationship and is just like figuring it out and wants to, they're not heterosexual. They don't, you know, they don't want, they're non-binary or whatever. They can read this book and totally be okay with themselves. Then there's a married couple. We've been married almost five years. I could read this book too. Somebody that's been married 15 years, they could read this book too. And I think that's, what's important because a lot of books I feel like are, Mm, they're kind of wishy-washy. Yeah. And, they are and, total. They hedge their bets on everything they say. And you don't hedge your bets, which I like a lot. Yeah. 
you're, that means you're confident in what you're talking about, which then to me goes, okay, he knows what he's talking about. And I really think that is one of the biggest things, too, for married couples that I guess I could speak just from our relationship mm-hmm. is you totally fall into you're not how you were at the very beginning, you know, in the sense of the whole like, you know, flirting and, yeah. and doing all of that things. And then you get married and you get into like your daily life and then you forget and like, oh, my God, we haven't had sex in a million years. What? Yep. Yeah. Or then even you get different like you got a thought process that never would have happened dating. So it's like, oh, OK, like maybe I'm feeling like a little horny. But I know that she just whatever did her hair and I don't want to get her like weird stuff like that. Right. Like that would never come into your mind when you're dating. You're like, totally. I don't care about her hair. I'll mess her. hair. She up. wouldn't care about her hair right. either when she's dating as much. Right. Yeah. Right. But then it's like, oh, right. Throw that shit back. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like yeah. yes. she just yes. got her hair done yes. and I don't want to mess it up or she just did her makeup and I don't want to, you know what I mean? It's really, really weird. The thought processes that come about when you're married. Yeah. That totally shifts because you're right. If I was dating or something like that, yeah. it'd be like game on. Yep. And then all of a sudden, then you get married and you're like, back the fuck up. <laughs> Don't fuck my shit up. <laughs> my hair means a little bit more now these days. Yeah. And it's it's never to shame people that aren't having a lot of sex. But I do try to remind them that you're missing out on a tool of deeper intimacy, a tool of being closer if you're not utilizing sex. And that's why I'm always trying to tell people to bring it back. Because some people are like, oh, we've been married for 30 years. Sex isn't important anymore. And I'm like... It's okay that it's not important anymore, but I want to remind you you're missing out on something bonding and connecting. No, that, and that's the big thing, building. yes. Right, yeah. So yeah, it's like yeah, a non-shaming yeah. version of it. Yeah. But like I want people to keep it going. It's it's what it's what's special about the two of you mm-hmm. versus you and your buddies. No, I'm yeah. with you, man. I think that's really, really yeah. important because it's something where even if you're not having sex no matter what, you're thinking like, well, I should be. Right. Like – 30 years into your marriage, is sex isn't supposed to go out the door. Nope. No. And then what? That, you know? Yeah, no, you don't definitely don't want to be in that spot where you're not having sex Not in all. our current culture. It's yeah. a risk. Yeah. It's a risk. Totally. It's a risk. Because your sexuality doesn't go away. It just mm-hmm. isn't happening between the two of you. So where is it going? And what are you going to do with it? That's right. Yeah. No, definitely. And then you're like falling into dicey, dicey water. Totally. I mean, I don't think anybody would ever say that it's okay to be in a marriage and just not have sex. I think pretty much that's universal and don't go down that well the longer and the longer it becomes between having sex the harder it is to get back to and i work with some couples where it's been years and they're so anxious even though it's their partner they've lived with for many years to get back to that it becomes more vulnerable and fragile mm-hmm. and so i tell people don't let that much time go and that's yeah. why i say the eroticize every day it just keeps it there and it also just makes us feel alive like sexuality and arousal makes us feel alive it makes the day more colorful mm-hmm. yeah like i love that yeah no, I think that's no. I love. See, this is I love small, actionable steps. Yes, yep. right. Instead of big, lofty, you know, theoretical, like small. I know I can start doing that immediately. Yeah. And even if she doesn't realize you're doing it, that might mean sometimes you're doing it for yourself to remind you mm-hmm. that she yeah. is that for you. Fantastic. And then sometimes she will pick up on it, and she'll be reminded in, in mm-hmm. the other way. But yeah, we will be doing that <laughs> as well. I have some. I have some actionable. Uh, I have some homework to do and some some. some well, when I have do. you guys on the radio show, we'll check back in. Yeah, that's a great idea. Like that is like so right. good. And hopefully, follow-up. we come back on and we're just like we're mother like jackrabbits, yeah. just like going <laughs> oh, crazy. God, I can't that'll wait. That'll be that'll wait. be nice. She needed two birth control. That's implants. right. That's right. <laughs> Seriously, 
But um, I could talk to you for hours. Thank you. Um, you are phenomenal. Congratulations Thanks. on all your success. Thank you so, so it's much. It's really a pleasure to meet you. Such you are, a humble, cool yeah, individual. Thanks. You are everything yeah, yeah. and more. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and this book, you guys, is definitely something you do not want to miss out on because it just really starts a conversation that is so, so important and imperative to just being in it. Well, one, feeling okay with yourself, however that may be. And that's solid. I mean, if you just walk away with that, I think that's like you won. Yeah, number one. Because that is like the number one struggle for for us all. So that's why, I mean, I think this book is just going to kill. Thanks. So congratulations on that. And you guys, of course, read it. Yeah, go with that book. If you're going to read a book, read that book. For sure. Thank you so much. Awesome. Nice to meet you guys. Well, that was super informative. We Such have... a good interview, man. We gotta have him back. We have to have him back. Of I can't imagine what this guy's DMs look like, though. Can we talk about what his <laughs> DMs look like? And I'm I'm so sad that I didn't ask him what his DMs. We should have been like... like pop up in those DMs right now. I'm just 150 thousand questions asking about. Just, hey, how does this Everything. rash look? Does this yeah. look normal? Like I, just the, the the no boundary having mfers out there, uh, out there seriously. thinking Doctor Chris is your personal physician. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> Look him up. You can make an appointment. Pull your pants up. Make an appointment. Yes. But you guys, Rebel Love is out. It just dropped yesterday. So go to Amazon.com or wherever you get your books these days. And think of all the nonsense self-help books you read over the years. Okay. Or just just sex information-wise. Like we were talking about before the show. Like where are all these random places that we like found out about sex as 13-year-old boys? This is the real deal. This is not some nonsense self-help book. This is an actual awesome book. We're going to get great information, actionable steps, and it's going to help get your wiring not crisscross over 75 different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get the book. O- open it. your mind up. And listen. And be okay with what you like. Yeah. And be okay yeah. that other people like other stuff. And I'm okay if you read the book and you don't like you know, some of the, the concepts in the book. I totally get that. But read it and at least get the concepts in your head because you may not be thinking that way. You may not, quote unquote, agree with that. But there's 8 billion people on the planet. So, hey. Start thinking about other you know, people. No, it's too. like it's we're in the over information world now. Yeah. Like there's so much and people get so like offended of when people present to you new or different information because it offends what they already know. It offends yeah. their concrete building of their fake house that they're building in their mind. Right. So I, I think this is great in just the fact of just giving people new ideas, allowing yes. people to open up and be you know, because we're we're pulling the taboo stuff out of the closet and talking about it now, which yes. is what is the most amazing thing? Because before, everybody just wanted to keep quiet about what little kink they had or, yeah. or whatever. And now it's just like, look, people like different stuff, and yep. that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, well, but, and it's it. not an assault on you. It's just us telling you uh, what other people are yeah, all well That's it. Well said, John. And not sure. only that, but even just like looking at dating completely different. Yeah, Instead of listen, playing the games, playing like, oh, don't call him back, or wait, wait two weeks before yes. you hit her back up, like... All of that stuff is out the window because we don't have time for that. If you're going to wait to text somebody or call somebody because you think that you need to make sure you got to play it cool, well, that other person has seven other people that are going to hit her or him up. And I love the overarching and the underlying guidance of, listen, do what you're going to do, but do it with compassion. Yeah. 
You can't go wrong with that. So definitely pick up this book. Give it a read. Rebel Love. And it's funny he said the thing about the thruple right in the yeah. beginning, the yeah. three-people totally. couple, because I just saw on Snapchat some random feed thing, and there, there, there are these twins who are dating and going to marry the same guy. That's amazing. And, like, that's I don't know, that's so- what, the, I don't know, like, you know, it's a 90-second story. Wow. But, yeah, there's, like, these two twins, and, like, that it had been known from the get go that like they come as a package deal and like oh, all like you know guys, <laughs> yeah totally at first nightmare. guys are just like yes threesome let's go yeah then awesome. they start thinking and about then that. yeah and then you spin that forward and you're just like oh god but then the life the two, life together two Christmas presents two, two, two sisters first of all sisters <laughs> let alone right. yeah that's oh, crazy goodness. wow that's, yeah, that's crazy we should ask him like what do you think about that yeah, I'm sure he'd say listen if they're all into it they're all into it that's true so on that note you yeah. guys. Check out Rebel Love, and once again, Doctor Chris is the shit. I agree. Let's get him back on. We got a we got a guilt trip him to get back on here. Yes, because we have actionable steps that me and you are going to do. Yeah, no, we're really going to do those things. Yes. Basically, every day sexualize your partner or eroticize is probably the more preferred term, and yes. then we're going to write down what we want to do sexually with one another. Ooh. As always. Sean, exit stage left. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Every car comes with its share of stories. Yeah, yours comes with a share of stories of... Abuse and neglect, I'd say. How dare you. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date, the luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price tag on your stories, with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Go to True Car, enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof? Watch as they bump up in value. High mileage? You knew it was going to cost you. But now you know what to anticipate. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to your local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. It's the Memorial Day sale at Mattress Firm. This Friday through Monday, get a $99 Beautyrest Queen mattress. Or Saturday only, hurry in to get our Doorbuster, a free purple pillow with select mattress purchase. And get a king for the price of a queen and a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $499. Hurry in, these deals end Monday. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Doorbuster available while supplies last. $99 mattress available in-store only. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For all of details, visit mattressfirm.com. Going to the Middle East, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. 1,500 additional U.S. troops will be headed to the Middle East. President Trump spoke to reporters on his way to Japan. There are increasing concerns about Iran. The president also talked about investigating the investigators who started the Russia investigation. We want to be very transparent. So as you know, I declassified everything, everything they want. I put it under the auspices of the attorney general. He's going to be in charge of it. The move comes as he as calls from Democrats get louder to bring impeachment proceedings against President Trump. The president says Democrats are blocking issues like lowering drug prices from moving forward because of the push to continue investigations. With Congress, I can get prices down 40 and 50 percent. 
But I can't do that when all they do is want to try and do a redo of the Mueller report. They were very unhappy with the Mueller report. The president is on his way to Japan with, to meet with President Shinzo Abe. I'm Ed Donahue.